Welcome into the Channel TN Podcast. It is March 13th, 2023. Tennessee is the fourth seed in Orlando going up against Louisiana Lafayette. And we have the entire bracket to look through. We do. It's it's the most. I'm your host. Sorry. I'm your oh, host, Austin. There you I'm go. my co-host, Rainy. <laughs> it's uh, doing, it, I'm doing well, man. It's the most wonderful time, in my opinion, of the year when it comes to sports because the madness is about to ensue. There's going to be games on all day long for two weeks long, and it's never going to stop until there is a winner. And you can just sit on your couch nonstop, watch games, enjoy the games, cook food, drink some beer. It's it's one of the most greatest times there is in, in the sporting realm, in my opinion, of this bracket called March Madness. I it's it's just so much fun, and it's I can't so wait. Beautiful. It's just so look at this. It's just so yeah. I mean, it's a heartbreaking thing every year, but whatever. It's great. It's, it's the. I mean, it's a, it's a bracket, man. It's 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 the amount of upsets, the amount of buzzer beaters, the amount of just intense play among teams is is so much fun to watch the amount it's, of racking tennessee fans in the nuts uh it's just the greatest thing on earth yeah yeah we'll get, <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll get into that we'll get into that but i want to propose a question because I, I thought about this before we got on the the podcast uh march madness is one of the top sporting events in all of america in all of i feel like the world pretty much but if you could if you could name Three, three, three events, three top sporting events that are your ultimate favorite. Three or four that are your ultimate fa- ultimate favorite to watch every single year that you just really get excited to see, and 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 you just cannot wait to watch. Also, what are yours? Th- I've got mine. What are yours? Okay. Now I am very uh, one track mind, I guess you could say, because you asked me this question and I rack through everything I love about sports and when I'm the most happiest in front of my TV. And uh, it's basically, I got three very similar ones. My first one is any weekend in October for college football. That is the ultimate, just you got conference play everywhere across the country. I, it's the best week you can determine which one it is, I guess, for us. Usually the third Saturday in October. At least it definitely was this last year. <laughs> but uh, that that's just usually my peak. What's your first one? My my first one is – there's no really specific order that these go in because anytime these come up, I, I, I just cannot wait. And when I see commercials and advertising for it, I just get – giddy almost i get like a, a kid in a candy store uh i've already mentioned march madness and i've got uh i got three more i'm gonna start off with this one though i'm gonna go with the nfl draft a lot of people get bored with it a lot of people don't like it i am obsessed with it i cannot wait and the nfl draft was on my bucket list a while back and it came to nashville and so that bucket list was fulfilled it's one of the coolest things to go to it's one of the coolest things to see live it's it's one it's event that you just get to see all the players that you've watched throughout your entire their entire collegiate career the ones you watch like you said in in October in those insane games you get to watch them get drafted and the first round's fun but when you get into the second 
and you get into the third and the fourth and fifth, that's when it gets really exciting because the players get drafted. You're like, oh, crap. I didn't know they were still there. And you're like, that's a freaking good pick. And in the trades and, and the, the, the drama with trades and, and, and people just not getting drafted that are supposed to get drafted and players that aren't supposed to get drafted getting drafted, it's the, the drama. There's nothing like it to me. I, There's I, nothing like it. I think for me, why it's not higher on my list is that it's almost depressing for me waving goodbye to these guys like because uh, they're going to the nfl where i'm going to care about them less and it's just it's that's kind of depressing to me i i don't know something about it like they're going to go to somewhere where they don't really i feel like college i feel like you the programs just have more personality if that makes any sense or just it's less less uh black and white and less just just kind of i don't know this, see yeah, I, I disagree I, I with certain certain dares like dislike for pro sports I disagree with that because here's my thing. I think that's what makes college football so beautiful is the fact that there aren't the same people there year in and year out. You have new faces. You have new talent. You get excited for these new guys. You get excited for this new talent. It's like, oh, my gosh, he's the next big thing. Then, you know, then he's not. And then there's this guy that comes out of nowhere. He's a two-star, and he becomes uh, a face of a college or a franchise or whatever from the college of the pros. I think that's exciting. I think that's what makes the NFL draft that much more exciting because people just like college come out of nowhere and it just makes it so, so much exciting. So, think, so exciting. I, I, I love that about college. Don't get me wrong. It's just, uh, I think the, like, it's like, it's almost like a funeral for me for like my favorite college athletes or something. Cause I'm going to care about them less now, you know, I'm not going to see them on my own field, whatever. Uh, of my number two, is well, I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's one I kind of struggled with, but uh, I haven't been a huge fan. I, I'm a huge fan now, obviously, but uh, I didn't grow up as a huge college baseball fan, it just wasn't readily available to me. Uh, but that first, the regionals, the regional opening weekend for postseason college baseball is number two for me. That's the same vibes you get here with March Madness to a lesser degree. I'll agree with that. But you put on, um, I think they have a channel. It's called uh, The Rundown. No, not The Rundown. Some some channel like that on ESPN. And they just go through where the action is. And it's just, it's so much fun to watch if you followed these teams all year. And it's just the same vibes you get here. You, and you can do a bracket. There are brackets to do. It's just the same energy for me. And college baseball just... It's it's like college basketball, but I another sport, obviously. And I, and I think I think what makes it I think it's makes it special of the opening of college baseball, and it kind of goes in line with my next one. Uh, is it's the start of like spring? It's the start of warmer weather. The start of tailgating more. The start of being outside with people having fun with people not being miserably cold. It can't get miserably hot at times, but it's the start of the, the leaves starting to, to bloom on the trees, the, the getting in water, getting, going to the lake, going to the, the river, the, the beach. It's the start of that season. It kind of just runs right into that. And what else runs right into that is my next one too. And it's the masters. The mm-hmm. masters is just the start of that 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 year of golf and 
I know there's a lot of golf fans that listen to this show. There's a lot of golf people that I, that I see on Twitter and social media and Facebook and whatnot. But man, when I see that first Masters commercial come on TV, and when I see it this weekend or this week during March Madness, there's just something about that stupid classical little music that comes on the TV and it just shows a panorama angle of the, of the camera just going around the greens and the players walking down the fairways. And it's just, and it's like I, I said a couple podcasts ago, one of the best moments of my entire life was watching Tiger Woods win the Masters when he came back from all of that mayhem. One of the greatest sporting events I've ever watched live that I've gotten that hype for in my entire life. So when the Masters comes on, it's just that start of spring. It's that start of warmer weather, that start of just like, all right, here we go. We're about to get in a full swing of just of, of the summertime. And then that just roller coasters right into football. And so it's just one of those things, man. It's just, it gets me going, man. It gets me excited. Every time I see that commercial, I just think of the weekend when I'm sitting outside on the deck grilling, you know, smoking ribs, grilling hamburgers, man. It's just, it's such a great, great weekend with just your friends watching, watching the masters and watch some crazy things happen on that, that, that final Sunday of the masters. It's, it's uh, glorious to me. Yeah. I'm not a golf guy at all, but I did have, the only time I've really watched golf is during the masters and you do get that magical feeling. It, it is there. Like I, I don't go to it every year. I mean, I don't honestly don't go to, it. I don't go watch it every year. But when I do, you you see you you do feel that I gotta agree with that. And, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, one of my friends, Chastity Lambert, on Facebook said that she likes the waste management tour that we just watch. I don't know if you saw that all the crazy stuff happens on that one hole. Uh, there it's that kind of horseshoe hole, the waste management tour in Phoenix, where all the people are lined up at the very end of the the green, and that's where you see all like the beer cans flying off, and like there's like women's pulling down their shirts. People are like, this isn't golf. I'm like, this is crazy fun. People think golf is boring. No. She's she's completely right. Chastity is completely right. The waste management tournament is on another level. You had that streaker that came out in the middle of the, the pond that jumped on the waste management logo and started like, I don't know if you saw that, all over social media. The streaker that like had the 19th hole written on his back with an arrow pointing down to his butt. Oh. Wait. <laughs> he was oh, running all that, over the course. Is that, is that that photo with uh, John Daly? My, famous, I'm not sure, but that that's photo. Nah, that was years ago. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, golf, yeah. man. There's something about golf. It's just for me. It's just insanely amazing. So, um, but what's your? Do you do you have one more? Because I've got one more. I do have another, and uh, it just ended. Actually, <laughs> it's Champ Week. It's uh, you know, every single basketball tournament. I love the East tournament. I love I love all tournaments pretty much, and it's just similar vibes to this next weekend, except it's a little. It's it's do or die for a lot of teams, but this one's really do or die. That's what makes it extra great. And if you're a gambler, it's amazing. I don't so, know. I I, I I you were over my house this. Past I want to get to this tournament. Yeah, you were over <laughs> my house this. You were over my house this past weekend. You you do love those weird tournaments. You were watching like the the Middle Western Atlantic Coast Conference oh, yeah, champion. God, yeah. I'm like, who are these people? Like, I love this. I'm like, why? I don't know. These presented guys. by uh, Jersey Mike's and uh, Dickies and. Uh, it's like presented by it's presented like by waffle house like it's like the most like i love that man you love that i do that's fun i just don't think those days in summer i don't think south carolina it's not as more it's not as important to me i think it is as you because i 
to me, unless you have to win your conference to get in the tournament, I feel like the tournaments are relevant. I just I don't think it's it's like you're already in the tournament. Most of those teams are already in the tournament. And if you're not, you have to win it, which rarely happens. So I mean they yeah. do, but not much. So but, it doesn't really mean much to those teams that are already but, in. But then you get to watch all the bubble teams play and you know that okay, you win this game, you're in, or you're mm-hmm. you helped your case a little bit, and it's all leading up mm-hmm. to selection Sunday. I kind of view selection Sunday as part of that too. So it's all one holiday thing. I, I love college basketball. And I cannot wait to talk about this freaking um, amazing bracket. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to get to that right after I get to my last sporting event that I look forward to. And that is, for all you wrestling nerds out there, the one, the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania season is nothing like, if you like wrestling, when it hits WrestleMania season, right after the Royal Rumble, it hits WrestleMania season, and you see them just coast right into WrestleMania season. Every crazy thing that you've ever seen in wrestling, that's when that happens. That's when you see all the memorable moments happen because it's, they're trying to beef it up and make it insane for those wrestling fans. As Austin's kind of sitting here with a little shits and giggle look on his face. I, I just want to say, uh, you are uh, a man of culture. Your, your number two is literally the most prestigious event ever. <laughs> like like most hot, most white collar, just buttoned up to the T. Your number three is guys in tights <laughs> jumping over <laughs> everything. It just, just the stupidest shit you've ever seen, but it, it's awesome. I actually, I don't, I don't hate wrestling. I just don't really watch it. Yeah, this I, I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, man, WrestleMania season is fun too, and it's also the, 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 there's something there's a common theme to mind that seems like where it's all kind of hidden to the spring, going right into that roller coaster ride in the summer, and it seems like it's that kind of I don't know I just love that weather it's it's nostalgic it's you just see the you see the 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 Masters commercials you see the all those commercials for these events and you're just like oh it's time it's that season again. It's it's the start. It's like the season premieres of Sporting World. It feels like as it roller coasters in to summertime, and then the fall, and then the winter, and then it starts all over again. <laughs> it's like the season premiere. I feel like the yes. Masters is a season premiere. I mean, a March Madness, my bad, is like the season premiere of sports. Yeah, it's here. Here it the, goes. The beginning. We're starting. Sporting. We're starting over again. Here we go. But uh, speaking of March Madness, Austin. I don't even want to talk about this all day because mm-hmm. this is myself and yours favorite. Ba, ba, one of our favorite. Ba, 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 yeah. Ba. That music that mm-hmm. I try to download it so I can play it on here, but something went wrong with my connection. I couldn't hey, do it. No copyright issues. Like but that. I tried. Yeah. I can't get it. <laughs> words, fair enough. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, like I said, there, there is nothing like the madness of March. It's, it's just so it's so beautiful. You watch these teams play for six months, and you know people can argue that the college basketball season really doesn't matter a whole lot, but whatever. I love it. I, I watch it. I watch it in those Thanksgiving tournaments. You know, you watch this point, and every single game matters, and you get just to build this sixty-eight team mm-hmm. beautiful bracket where you'll question yourself over and over again on your decisions. Yeah, Montel, that is one of my friends. I did it today, randomly. I don't have the play-in games, but those are kind of whatever. But, yes, uh, here we go. Tomorrow, uh, the 14th, 
is when this starts, March 14th, mm-hmm. the 15th of the playing games, and then we are full on shot into the madness. And it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, games start and they feel like they don't stop for a whole week. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It is the greatest week. It is the greatest four-day period in sports. There's nothing like this. Okay, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. I want to get into this. What do you think is the toughest region just off the bat? Let's let's start with I'm going to – you can ask me a question, but I'm going to propose a question to counter your question because I'm going to go, what's the easiest region? And that's the – it's 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 the most BS thing I've ever seen in my life. But the hardest – I've got to take a look at this because you got the West. You, with, you, got, you, got, you got Houston, Indiana in the West, Texas. No, that's the Midwest is Indiana. Texas, Iowa, Houston. Then you got the West, the actual West, Kansas, Illinois, TCU, the Zags, UCLA. The East, the East and the West are by far, in my opinion, the hardest. I think, in my opinion, because yeah. in the in the East, you got Purdue, you got Memphis, you got Duke, you got Tennessee, you got Kentucky, you got Kansas State, you got USC, Marquette. My God, that I mean okay, I think the East is by far, I think, the hardest region. Which is the one that Tennessee is strategically in? It seems I definitely like. would go with the West, but the East is number two. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I got this thing about Marquette. I don't know, man. I, I got a feeling Marquette's going to do some stupid good things in this tournament. I think they they're a really good team. Uh, but yeah. let's M- talk M- about M- the easiest easiest region. My God, we'll get to Memphis because I got a take on them too. Uh, uh. The easiest region is, of course, uh, Alabama, which everyone hates right now. So they just give them a freaking pretty much walk-in to the Final Four. It's the most ridiculous region. The hardest team in their their bracket is Virginia. They have no. It's Arizona. 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 Sorry, my bad. Arizona and Virginia. Yeah, I'd be like one of the last people they play to get to the Final Four. Is Arizona, but they got like Missouri, Baylor. Baylor is just not that great. I mean. It's a no, tournament. You never know what's going to happen. Creighton, San Diego State, Maryland. Like, really? Then uh, the other regions, you have Duke, Purdue, Kentucky, Kansas State, Marquette, Texas, UCLA. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. It's yeah, just. I, I don't have Bama in the Final Four. I have them going down to Arizona. But um, I have them in the Elite Eight. Yeah. So. It's not going to be really hard to get there, so. Who is a let's let's break this down. Uh, the Midwest, man, that that is an easy bracket to me. Houston is beat up. Marcus Sasser, they're he playing the AAC title game. That's how Memphis is able to run away so easily. And um I don't know if I'd play him if I'm Houston against uh, Northern Kentucky. I I'd rest him because they, they let him practice for that game, but they said he, he was feeling some soft tissue uh in, didn't feel good in soft tissue stuff. So mm-hmm. they held them out and they're going to get by Northern Kentucky, but uh, they'll play the winner of Auburn, Iowa. And do you know where this, these games are being played? It's in mm-hmm. Birmingham. So you'll have Iowa, the eight seed playing the lower seeded team, Auburn in Birmingham. I mean, 
the higher seeded team is easily supposed to have somewhat of an advantage, but the higher seeded team will be mm-hmm. playing basically a defective road game against Auburn. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have some Bama fans that are still around that are going to root root on Iowa, but outside of that, it's and, and here's the thing: if Auburn wins, then they're going to play Houston, the one seed, the number two overall seed. They're going to play Houston in Birmingham. Imagine that being the, the one seed Houston in the second round and you are playing a basically road game. That is, that is, I, I, I just would feel screwed in that regard, but here, here's my take on Houston. I'm not a big fan of them. Yeah. I'm not. A lot of people talk about how good they are, but every time I watch them, I'm just like, eh, they're good. Yeah. There's just nothing just that blows me away with them. They're like the number one team in the country. And of course they're, they're one of their best players is out, but you have Memphis over here with, Everyone's favorite that has a Tennessee orange on Penny Hardway. Memphis has got one of the most dangerous point guards in this entire bracket. Yeah, we all know that play wins in March. I mean, I I'm I'm drawing a blank on his name. I can look it up real quick. But the kid is just number three. Number three, yes. Um, That's his name. I'm looking uh, it up right now as we speak, but but the kid, if you if you've watched him, he's just unbelievable. Uh, Kendrick Davis, the the kid is Davis is unbelievable. If you haven't seen him play, he's so shifty. He's got a burst like no other. The dude can has the last two games I watched of Memphis, the amount of ankles that dude's broken on the floor where people just falling over is. Dude's unreal. And that, just like you said, is what wins in March is guard play. And and yeah. Memphis has got some freaking guards, man. Jeez, that hey, kid is unbelievable. I, I have them taking down Purdue in the round of 32 and going to the Elite Eight where they lose to Marquette. I, if they were I in have, a different region, maybe not that far, but I, I, I think Purdue is not that great, honestly. Here's, here's what... I don't. I think they've kind of fallen a little bit. Yes. Here is uh, here's my in, in the east down there. As, let's just go ahead and, since we're talking about Memphis and you're talking about Marquette. I've got Marquette playing Kentucky. Kentucky beating Marquette. I got Memphis playing Duke. And Memphis beating Duke. And please pray that Memphis gets to play Calipari in the Elite Eight. I think that'd be the coolest story. That Memphis right. comes out after Calipari completely just kind of screwed them. Said he wasn't leaving Memphis. Straight up left in the middle of the night for Kentucky. I would love to see that. You talking about some bad blood? You talking about some bad blood? Being from Memphis, those people cannot stand that man. That that fan base. That is the most hated coach from any fan base, in my opinion, that I've ever seen. Yeah. The hatred. Oh yeah, the hatred. I get it though. from Memphis from Coach Cow. It's I get why you left though. Unlike any other, well, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, but that, but the hatred, like I live like, there more than Lane Kiffin. Like we've forgiven Lane Kiffin for leaving Tennessee. That was that's, nothing. That, that's the hardest. That was after that's, one year, dude. Yeah, I guess. Cal, Cal took them to a national title and said he wasn't leaving, and then he left and took I all of Memphis. leaving, and then oh. took all of Memphis's talent with him. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
Yeah. 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 Tyreek uh, Evans, all those players, straight to straight to the Wildcats. Straight to Kentucky. Yeah, in the wall. Yeah. Um, the hatred have, for that man is unreal. Yeah, I I have them losing Kentucky, losing to Marquette. Uh, they could they could beat them though, but honestly, Kentucky they could lose any of these games. But I, I have them going the Sweet Sixteen. They're the ultimate. They can play up to anyone, down to anyone team. Mm-hmm. So, and I think there's a there's a transfer from one of these. I think. I think a tra- one of Providence' best players transferred to Kentucky, and they'll be having them in the first round. So there'll mm. be a little bad blood right there. That'll be a little fun. Uh, Kansas State, I, I can't. It's Thompson or Keyshawn Johnson. Johnson. Uh, anyway, he was the best player at Florida, and then he collapsed after uh, having heart issues. Remember? Was that the guy that collapsed in the middle of the game? Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's out of the season. He, I mean, he was like predicted to be maybe the SEC player of the year. And then he transferred out to Kansas state for his last year when Mike white was left for Georgia. And he's been absolutely amazing at Kansas state, but outside of him, I feel like that team is, I mean, they're good, but they are a little bit of a paper dragon, you know, just kind of, they're great. They're, They're good, but, but I wouldn't put too much stock in them. And, uh, but also in that region, you got a seven C Michigan state and they're 19 and 12. That's not too impressive. They've been very up and down, but they are top 15 and most three pointers made. And they have the best three point percentage among any power six conference team. They, they can nail the three ball. Um, and that's just a team you do not want to see. And I have them losing to Marquette in the round of 32 after beating USC, but they could easily beat Marquette. They can easily beat Kentucky. I mean, this 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 tournament is has wild. never been harder to predict. I mean, I, I think I think I actually heard that this year we had more ranked teams lose to unranked teams than any year in the history of college basketball, and that was like two weeks ago. They set that record. Yeah. So uh, it's it's just absolutely insane. That's what me and a buddy were talking about earlier today. He came up to me. He's like, he's like, realistically. He's like, be honest with me. Who is going to come out of this? Like, who do you think legit chance to win this? And I sat there and thought and thought and kept thinking. And I just, I don't know. I really do not know. There is not a team in this tournament that can't win. Like, it's just one of those things because you have all these teams that are up and up and down all year. No one's really caught fire except for i think it's uh, been a little fire but it's but duke also been inconsistent duke has caught fire at the very end memphis has caught fire at the very end gonzaga gonzaga has caught fire at the yeah zags i got them going pretty far um they're national champion i don't mean spoiler right now well let's see what i have wiener um so yeah uh it's just an unbelievable tournament. You got Iowa State too. You got San Diego State. You got to watch out for. Like, there's just so many teams. Indiana, so many teams that are just so difficult to get past. I mean, I, even Creighton, like Iona. Watch out for Iona. Yeah. Oh, I feel so. I mean, not really for Dan Hur- Dan Hurley. He's in his what third year at UConn. They've never won a tournament game. He's zero and zero and two in tournament games. 
and he and he has a his best season there, his best team there. Who does it get in the first round? Iona and Rick Pitino. Yeah. <laughs> Literally in like an hour from Iona's campus in Albany. Just uh I mean it's right there with UConn too, so they'll have plenty of fans there. But I think they beat Iona because I, I really like UConn. Mm-hmm. But uh tough draw. Tough draw. It's pretty tough draw. I, I do agree with that. I think anyone that has to play Iona has got a tough draw because Rick Patino is somehow a tournament god he's, when it comes he, he just gets in there. He just knows how to do it, man. I think he's the best in-game coach in the history of college basketball. I mean, the he's, thing he's, he's, a, he's up there. He's, he's, kind, of, he's kind of he, a psychopath. But. He, and he will have to hold his own sele- – I heard on Twitter he's going to hold his own selection show for where he's going after this year. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's a joke. But, uh, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, that'd be funny if he did. Like LeBron James, I'm taking my talents to the Big East. Okay, be more yeah. civic. Okay. New York, be more civic. St. John's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I it, it's either St. John's or Georgetown, I think. But we'll see. And I just oh, just even Illinois, VCU, all these teams, man. These are like legit good teams. All well, of I, them. I think uh, okay, do you have any big time upsets? Like what's your biggest upset? Let me look at my bracket really quick. Got a couple. I've got Creighton up, uh, Creighton beating Baylor okay. in the round of uh, 60. Got that too. 64. Uh, I got Creighton beating Baylor. I've got, I don't know if Memphis beating Duke is a really big upset. I don't it's think a, it would be. It's an upset. I, I wouldn't like, I would, I would say Creighton over Baylor's an upset. I wouldn't say Duke losing to Memphis is really an upset because Memphis is pretty freaking good. Uh, here we go. I've got, Penn State beating Texas and then Penn State being Iowa State to go to the Elite Eight. Ooh. I've got Penn State in my Elite Eight. Dang. Yeah. I got Wow. I, I got them losing to AM because I just I, that's a that's a tough. That's a good game, man. A and M Penn State. I just feel like I think Penn State's one of the worst offensive rebounding teams in the country. They can shoot the lights out, but if uh, if they're having just a somewhat off day and, and, and Texas A&M's getting the boards, I have Texas A&M Elite Eight. So, so yeah. But both you and me, the winner of that game for <laughs> one of us will be in the Elite Eight. Apparently, well, yeah. This is this is a, we'll see. <laughs> this has been a big topic in Nashville this week. Uh, not just among Vandy fans, but Tennessee fans as well. Calling in to radio shows up here how Vandy deserved to get in that tournament over some of these teams. Cause Van, no Vandy is better than some of these teams that are in this tournament right now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And I know it's, I know it's the, the whole it's a resume. Of, it's the whole, but yeah, but look at the last month of their resume. It doesn't matter. It matters just as much what you did in November. I don't like that shit. I, I mean, you got, you got to schedule hard. You got to not be, you got to not lose to, God, I forget who they lost. They lost to like Temple, and they lost to they lost to LSU. Those are two worst losses. LSU. No, they have one more. I think uh, uh, Murray. They lose to Murray State. Uh, no, no, that's A and M. It was early uh, in the season, and then later in the season, they beat some pretty good people. Like I know, pre- but you got they beat tournament value. teams. They beat tournament teams. They beat they beat Kentucky. They beat. Did they beat Tennessee? Yeah, they, they beat, beat us. Tennessee. They beat by, us by a one 
They second. beat Tennessee. They One beat Kentucky. Second. They beat I mean, Florida. They, I mean, they, they beat some good teams. They got five quad one wins. Uh, I, I I didn't have that big of an issue of them not being in there, though. No, no, no. I didn't have a big issue with them not being in there. I had a big issue with them not even being considered. Like, they weren't yeah. even thought of. Like, thought of. I mean, you look at the position Clemson's in. They finished third in the ACC and didn't weren't even the last team out. And Rutgers, I mean, Rutgers, what, they have only like 10 losses in the Big Ten, and they aren't here. I mean, it's it's imagine sitting there as imagine sitting there at Texas A&M and being a seven seed. And you have Tennessee and Kentucky in front of you. Yeah, I mean, we don't Tennessee and Kentucky because Kentucky we beat is Kansas, Alabama and Texas. Yeah. Uh, like that, Ken, Kentucky's a six seed. Like who have they kind of who have they really beaten besides us? Kentucky. They beat us twice. So that's really the. Gold star in their resume. Uh, okay, so Vandy beat, they beat us Texas once. A&M. They beat Texas A&M, and uh, didn't didn't they beat? It's hard for you to think, ain't it? Hmm? It's hard to think of, ain't it? Yeah. So you uh, like? I just don't know how much of like a like I get the the losses from Vandy. They don't, they don't have a lot of bad losses. Well, South Carolina is by far the worst loss, but yeah. Like Kentucky's had some Kentucky's had some bad losses, but so did Vandy. But Vandy also beat Tennessee just like Kentucky did. Like it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Man. you just gotta view the whole body of work and like in yeah, uh, the strength schedule, the numbers, how they feel, how they fare in the net. The re- the way we really got up here strong is we have great scores in the net and Ken Palm, um, but uh. And even they put us down at four while some people had us at the three, but I don't have a problem with it. That's pretty fair. I have us losing to Duke. Um, but you know, I could easily have picked us to win that game. It's it's really 50-50 for me. I don't think Duke is something we couldn't handle. I, I've seen us beat teams just as good as Duke this year. I, not without Zakai Ziegler. But I would rather with, this Tennessee team play harder teams than the weaker teams. Yeah, me too. I would rather see that. Because this uh, team heard. folds when they play weaker opponents. They fold. I have seen a lot of people, and it's very possible, picking Oral Roberts to beat Duke, and that would scare the crap out of me. I would rather play Duke any day. I I, I guess. I mean, it's worth, it's worth athletes, definitely, than Duke. But I don't know. Those, those, those little teams scare the living crap out of me. With it's because all they team. do is jack up threes. We have the best three point defense in the country, but yeah. I know. And there's there's my whole there's my whole argument with the Alabama thing. They have like a cakewalk to the to the Elite Eight Final Four, but at the same time, I said this all week to people. Tennessee had an elite defense beyond the arc mm-hmm. against Alabama, and when they when go watch Alabama. I was watching them yesterday when the when the SEC. And watch them again when they play Tennessee. If they cannot, if they have any pressure at the three-point mm-hmm. line, they're screwed. Mm-hmm. And they panic. They don't know what to do. If you press them all day, they're, they're, they can They have no down. clue what to do. They, they shut down. They have no mm-hmm. plan B. There is nothing else that, that they, they panic. They start throwing the ball out of bounds. What did it get sense to start throwing it out of bounds because they're, they're just, 
they will go inside and just chunk it out to the three-point line, no matter who's there. Dude had a wide-open layup for Alabama yesterday. Dude chunked it out. Dude was wide open. Of course, he drains it. But yeah. if you have good – if you have a good defense and you, and you shut them down from three just for a little while, they start to panic. And that's what they did against Tennessee. They start throwing out of bounds. You, that's why I don't think they're going to make it very far. You, some you teams going to get them. them. Some teams going. Oh yeah, it's easy. Yeah, I'm I take that back. Not easy. I wouldn't say but, it's easy. They're number one on not easy at all. Everything at Bartorvik and offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency, but uh, a good X's and O's coach, Virginia, can, can can figure it out. Virginia in the Sweet Sixteen, if if that happens, which. Very iffy if that happens because that's a very interesting little bracket there. But if they get Virginia in the second round, Virginia might be able to be the team that gives them trouble. I mean, they lead the country in turnover to assist ratio, and that could be a team that beats them, but they aren't the best at three point defense. Maybe a really boring game, but I think probably Bama wins that, but I could see it. Being upset by Virginia, I have I've got been, I've got Virginia losing to I mean Alabama losing to Virginia because I think they're going to have good defense. Yeah, I I was going to have that. Then I didn't like Virginia's defensive numbers that much as much as I thought I would because they're usually it's, a lot better. Yeah, um, well, it's a, it's a tournament; it, it changes. I I have Bama going down to Arizona. I think Arizona they have they have the highest ceiling of anyone in the tournament. And I have them going to the national title game against Gonzaga and Gonzaga winning it because Gonzaga's had the the number one offense in college basketball right now. And they're just um I mean averaging eighty nine points a game. I mean, good lord. All right. Throw out your let's start let's start with your let's start with the Elite Eight. Throw out your Elite Eight. My Elite Eight is Houston, Texas A and M, Kansas, Gonzaga, Marquette. Memphis, Arizona, and Alabama. Not bad. Mine is I've got Indiana in the Midwest. I got Indiana, Penn State, the West. I got Kansas and the Zags. In the South, I got Virginia, Arizona. And in the East, I got Memphis playing Kentucky in the Elite Eight. There's one team me and you differ on really hard, and that's Indiana. I I just do don't trust Indiana. I have them losing to Kent State. I'm not lying. That's my oh, biggest wow. upset. That's my Ooh. biggest upset. Kent State, they cut. They are, I think, number one in the country against the spread, and they've been just a very fun team out in the MAC on Friday nights. I I I, I see them pulling that upset. I mean, I I I know. It may be a little recency bias because I just lost money on a bet with Indiana. You watched me the other night. Oh yeah, lose to Penn out, State. Yeah. It's so freaking mad at them. They, <laughs> I just I just didn't like their style of basketball. It was just basically let's just try a one on one matchup. It felt like very Kentucky esque. I think they, people are gonna try watch to find out. matchups. I think people are gonna watch out for Penn State in the tournament. That's a shifty little team, man. They are. That team would give you little fits, man. And, and they, they've been. For the la- last year, I think I put them – last year or the year before, I put them pretty far going in my bracket because they were getting pretty pretty hot at the very end of the, the tournament. They, they didn't do much. I thought they were. But I can see this team in Penn State doing some doing some things in this tournament. Uh, I have UCLA losing to the Zags. Originally, I had UCLA winning the whole thing. 
But then I went back and like kind of redid another one, a bracket. And I thought about the Zags, and I got the Zags outing uh, UCLA in the round of 32. And the Zags going all the way. Who are your final? What's your final four? It is Gonzaga from the West. And from the Midwest, I have Houston. And from the South, I have Arizona. And from the East, I have Marquette. Solid. Solid. Honestly, the East is pretty much the most crazy for me. I could see anything here. Like, I have Purdue losing in the round of 32, but they could easily get hot and go to the Final Four. Oh, yeah. And honest, honestly, I'm super biased, I guess, but Tennessee can beat any of these teams. I'm just being honest. They have the ability. I know they do. Of course they do. Uh, we've seen how that put, goes. I, I don't think uh, Duke that that. Okay, I, I don't see a struggle with Louisiana. They they look like I watched some Louisiana Lafayette games. They they just look like a like a bad SEC team that it's in a you know easy conference, so they want it. So I, I I know Seth Davis nearly pissed his pants trying to pick up pick that upset immediately when it came out, but uh, I, I see us getting <laughs> past them and. The Duke or Roberts game. That is so hard for me to pick. I picked Duke, but I could see it going either way. The thing that stuck out in my head is Ole Roberts basically played nobody this year. Their conference is ridiculously easy. And they scheduled a game in the middle of conference play against New Mexico because they just needed to improve their resume. Like it was like on the fly, like, hey, you want to you play us? Because like both teams kind of want to improve their resume. Yeah. And they got their ass beat. So that kind of yeah. made me think if you match them athletically, you could lose. They, they, they're, they can be beaten pretty easily. So, but I will say they, they did have that run. I think from the 15 line or something. So Paul Mills, man, don't, don't, don't sleep on him. And uh, I have us losing to Duke, but I, I know they're hot. I know Duke is hot right now, but Duke kind, of, Duke kind of reminds me of Kansas. They have, you know, Kyle Phillip, Philip Kowski kind of reminds me of Grady Dick. And we kind of made Grady Dick, Grady gone. Like, you hardly notice he was on the floor. That's what we can do with some teams. So, hopefully, I don't think we win. But hopefully, we could shut down Philip Kowski. Philip Philip Kowski? Yeah, okay, Philip, Philip Kowski. And get the win over Duke. But... And that would lead to a Sweet 16 matchup with either Purdue or Memphis. I've got a big uh, a friend that's a big Kentucky fan. He goes, we're losing to Providence, aren't we? That's what he said. He's like, we're losing to Providence. He's like, book it. Just mark it down. We're, we're losing to Providence. That's the says, vibe I've gotten from Kentucky fans. They, just they hate this it. team. They hate this team so they much. Do. They hate it. They hate it so much. They hate Cal. They hate this team. If the recruiting class wasn't one of the best ever, I, I think you'd see a lot more calling for his job. I can't I believe they're a six seed. I can't believe they managed to turn that around that way. And we helped way too much <laughs> by losing them freaking twice. Uh, All right. Let's narrow it down. Let's go to your final four. Didn't I just give you that? Did you? Yeah. No, I, I didn't give you mine. My bad. Yeah. I didn't give you my final four. That's right. All right. Uh, the South, I got Arizona. The East, I got Memphis. I think Memphis is getting hot. Uh, in the West, of course, I got Gonzaga. And then I got your favorite, Indiana. 
Holy crap. I got him in the final <laughs> four. I got him in the final four. Okay. <laughs> hey, I mean, you've said it the entire podcast. You, it's unpredictable, this one. You it can't is. predict it. So I'm I'm going kind of off the wall here. Is, I'm not going everyone's hey, freaking for, predictions here. From the Midwest, the first time I did it until I found out they had an injury, I had Miami in the final four. So, Miami? Yeah. They, but they oh, had, my God. They're they're pretty shifty, man, and they got. Oh, no, they're not. They, Every they're time the, I turn on the TV, I'm like, this. They're not good. They were in the Every elite last year, man. They, I know, but every time I watch them, I'm just I, like, mm, I I, I had this impressed. weird trust for ACC teams in the tournament. Like, it's not the best conference anymore. It definitely is not. But I feel like those teams just. I mean, we had North Carolina and Duke in in the in the Final Four last year, and I feel like Virginia always wins there. I trust ACC teams, and Miami's been pretty good in the tournament outside of losing to Loyola in the first round. Uh-huh. All right. Give give me your final two in the winter. Uh, it's Arizona and Gonzaga. I, I In Gonzaga, I have winning it. I think Arizona is athletically maybe the most impressive team out there, minus Alabama, and it's, it's them or Alabama. And Gonzaga right now is – playing like their offense is unreal right now. They're averaging basically 90 points a game. I know they're in a nobody conference, but I mean, not really a nobody conference. Like I wouldn't call it a nobody, nobody. They, they beat the hell out of St. Mary's in the conference tournament and they get to play the uh, sweet 16 and elite eight in Las Vegas where their fans are used to going and Kansas, man, they have a tough draw, man. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I, I have Arkansas in the second round and Arkansas is Nick Smith jr. And they're finally all healthy. I don't, I think they win that one, but that's a really tough matchup. And then you probably got UConn, the sweet 16. That's an incredibly tough matchup. And I have them losing to guns or losing to, yeah, losing to Gonzaga in the elite eight. This, I got Arkansas losing to Illinois. Nah, I don't see that. Well, Illinois always sucks in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. But you, but you, you keep saying that it's unpredictable. So how you know how you can say is. that? It is. Um, okay, Rick Barnes is going to win this title. <laughs> it's not unpredictable. It can happen, but I mean, it's not. But it's, it can happen. I mean, it's not. Um, but it's not. But, uh, all right, so my final four is the Zags, Indiana, Arizona, and Memphis. I've got Arizona beating Memphis and Indiana beating the Zags. And my winner is Indiana. <laughs> I've got Indiana winning the whole thing. Wait, what? <laughs> Indiana winning the whole thing, baby. Who's there? Who's there? Oh do, my God. do you remember that joke? You remember that joke we told on our podcast? One of our yes, first podcasts. Yes. Podcasts. Yes, and we're like, how does it, what's a Hoosier? What's a Hoosier? And, and there's like, it's the one they used to, <laughs> they used to carve out wooden shoes back in the day. And people would get done and they set their shoes on the door. They'd knock on the door. And the person would be like, who's there? <laughs> who's there? Who's there? That's You're a national there. champion. I have going out in the first round. That's fucking, I never thought that would happen. Wow. I mean, it got to have some Because I mean, guess what's going to happen? Trace Jackson what, Davis can play his ass off. Guess what's going to happen, Austin? My bracket is so wild that when it happens, I'm going to be like, I was right. Sure. If it doesn't happen, it's like, oh, I just didn't get it right. But if it does happen, I'm like, look at me. Look at me. Check me out. That's what will happen. Where'd you have Iowa State going? It's so wild it could happen. Uh, 
There they are. Iowa State is outed by Penn State for the Elite Eight. Ooh. Iowa. I have, Penn State goes to the Elite Eight. I have I have Iowa State losing to Pitt in the first round. I, I like I just feel like that's a veteran laden team. And Iowa State's been pretty bipolar all year. I don't really like them that much. Every team has been bipolar all year. Yeah, but Every single t- oh, you can't, you can't. Uh, well, I mean, you're basing stuff off from November, you, not basing it off now. Like, so. Man, that Texas Colgate game, that that can be interesting. Colgate is the best three point shooting team in the country, next to Oral Roberts, and and in Texas, I think has an injury they, right now. I, I forget who they said was I injured. Got, but. I got all these people in the comments. I'm talking about my Indiana pick. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Everyone's like, this is the most, this is the most unpredictable tournament ever. But then you pick an unpredictable winner and they're like, what? How is that so? Be- because literally no one knows who's gonna win. <laughs> I I I I don't like it because I bet on Indiana the other day and the stuff they ran, it just felt like they had no plan at all. Like it was it ladies and gentlemen, awesome like, round lost money like again. Calvary. Again, it, it looked like a John Calipari coach team, which oh, like Kentucky team that you have going where all the way to where the Sweet Sixteen, but I oh. don't really have them. Okay, well, you know, great amazing, example, Austin. Great example. Great yeah. example. Yeah, you got Kentucky is the same team that you say. Well, I mean, like Indiana, until but... they meet someone that can equal them athletically, um, or but li- just to it. listen here, folks. Listen here. Vote for pure chaos because this term is going to be pure chaos. I say Indiana. It's whatever. It's my opinion. You okay. say otherwise. No, I'm, not, I'm like, not jumping oh. on you. No, no, no. no. I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. But people are like, you're insane. No, I'm not. Because guess what? Anything can happen in this tournament specifically because there's no team that's above any other team, in my opinion. They're all right. streaky. They're all they're all on rocky roads the entire season. Who's good? Tell me who's good. I have, I have you know, Gonzaga winning the whole thing. But uh, honestly, TCU in the second round, if assuming they get past Arizona State or Nevada, that can that can really be an interesting game. TCU, I mean, they 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 beat the hell out of Kansas in in what do you call it at Kansas. But <laughs> so they they just they've they've been they've been pretty impressive all know. year. They have some bad just, losses, but uh, I don't think anybody's Jamie prediction. Dixon, I don't think anybody's prediction is crazy ever because you're gonna. You're going to, what if I told you Florida Gulf Coast a while back was going to go to the Sweet 16 or Loyola Chicago was going to do this? You'd be like, you're insane. The, the Peacocks in the Elite Eight. Ex- ex- last year. Peacock Elite Eight. Oh, you're insane. No. Like, Honestly, this crap happens all the time. It yeah, happens maybe, all the time. Maybe Kent, Kent State. I, I keep looking at them, man. They might be. You should get closer uh, to the camera. <laughs> uh, I, I I think I think they could be that team that makes it the second weekend. That's that's a nobody. I kind I, I actually I, I have Miami losing to them in the second round, but I actually think I might change that out to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Kent State, I think if there's one team that's a 13 seed or lower, could be the could be the team to go to the the Sweet Sixteen. But and honestly. I have Memphis, and you have Memphis in the title game. I think they could easily lose on the first day. I don't that, have Memphis in the title game. I got them in the final four. Oh, in the final four. But mm-hmm. that is a tough matchup. FAU, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel I feel like both teams kind of got screwed in that regard because that is way too tough an opponent for FAU. Their resume should be like a seven seed mm-hmm. or a six seed, but because of their conference, they just 
the committee didn't care about the metrics and they just ranked them lower. It's the committee did okay this year, but it's it, there's still some screw ups here. Oh my god! Yeah, who do, who do you have in winning the Maryland West Virginia game? Maryland. Okay, I yeah. have West Virginia and it insanity. It lines up for a Bama West Virginia second round in the old, in in something I'm going to call the No Cousin Safe Bowl. <laughs> no, I haven't <laughs> seen that one on Twitter all day. Yeah. Um, let's let's close this podcast out real quick. You've got Zach's winning. I got Indiana because I like chaos and I like to make people mad. So uh, let's talk about NFL free agency real quick before we get off this podcast. <laughs> Unless you have anything else to say about your bracket, which is concluded with the Zags. Uh, Gonzaga. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got some free agency sightings. Uh, let's talk about real quick. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about how big of a dumpster fire the Las Vegas Raiders are. And how stupid their management is. You you get rid of Derek Carr to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like just trading out. The mm, same guy. Jimmy Garoppolo may be worse. Maybe. Uh, and isn't he more injury prone? I feel like, wasn't he injured last year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got the sniffles tonight, guys. These allergies are kicking my butt. Uh, yeah, so it's they trade that. Heater in here. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, dude. This weather is on crack. It's, mm-hmm. We got a freeze warning right now, and it was like 80 degrees on the weekend. Uh, so you got you got Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Raiders because they traded away their quarterback. Uh, you have uh, Cam Sutton was signed by the Lions uh, for thirty three million dollars. Oh, the Lions? Yeah. Uh, why, do, why do you say oh? Uh, I don't know. I the Lions are good, bro. That's. True, they were they were pretty good this year. Lions are good. What do you mean? You say the Lions? You say the worst franchise in the history of pro football? I mean, except the Lions are good. I know, but you can't ever trust them. I mean, we'll see. They got a good head coach. They do have a good head coach, and they They got a good head coach. They have have no defense or not much of defense. So hopefully that's changing. We'll see. The the Carolina Panthers signed uh, Shy Tuttle on a three year deal. Uh, he's, he's a Carolina kid, I think. $19.5 million, $13 million guaranteed. Uh, rest in peace for your career, probably, because the Panthers. Uh, let's see. The Panthers. Watch the Panthers turn up to all the number one pick and get, like, Will Levis or something. You know, that would well, be very on brand. That, that would be very on brand. Uh, yes. That would be it'd be very very so unfriendly for them. I, I haven't been paying attention. I've been in a college basketball bubble right now. Uh is the rumors about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, is that looks like it's pretty true. I I no one knows. No one freaking knows. Crazy. No one knows because Aaron Rodgers is just a Would he be the biggest athlete in New York City? Is Aaron Judge bigger? I think he would be actually. It's crazy. Patrick Peterson, which reached two-year deals with the Steelers. Uh, Cowboys, Seahawks, interested in linebacker Bobby Wagner. 
Giants to sign. I don't know who that is. Bucks re-sign Dean. Commanders. Uh, Niners reach still with Niners reach still with quarterback Sam Darnold. That's irrelevant. Uh, the Titans. Who, they signed someone. They signed an offensive lineman. Titans uh, signed left tackled left tackle Andre Dillard from uh, Philadelphia. That's good. Former uh, first round pick. I, I know they, nothing, but they needed that. He's a good. He's a good player too. He's not some scrub off the street. Yeah, actually, uh, I think actually I know he's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, little upgrade. Well, anything's good. Good upgrade that the Titans had. Um, What's his injury history? <laughs> Please. Probably a lot once he gets here. <laughs> probably gonna increase. Uh, just up right now. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are like the major ones. Uh, who signs? Ravens release Calais Campbell. Hmm. I'm just going down the list here. What's happened with Lamar? Is uh, well, he, has, he doesn't have an agent, so no one knows. No. But Titans got rid of a couple of guys. They signed with other teams. Uh, but that's the the gist of free agency in NFL right now. Uh, but man, the the madness is about to start. Uh, I can't wait. Starts tomorrow with the playing games, March fourteenth and the fifteenth, and then the real tournament begins. Do you want awesome. to make a bet? Let's make a bet. If Tennessee makes it to the second weekend, you have to. You got to have something ready if you're going to bet. You have to shave your beard. Okay, it'll just grow back in two days. That's fine. <laughs> that that fast? Uh, Tony Vitello yeah, sitting here still looking baby faced. I'm a man, son. Uh, anyways, we can actually come I've up with, with make... a beard. Yeah, oh, we should have that ready. Yeah, you should have it. We can have that ready. I mean, we still got a long way to go. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, we can do that on Twitter for everyone to see. But uh, anything else before we get off here, man? It's been fun. Uh, fun talking, talking ball, talking sports, talking everything in between. That is fun, That's man. all I got. That's all you got. Well, we will sign off here. Um, again, had a blast. I'm Rainy. A good friend. Good buddy Austin over here. Mm-hmm. We'll do it again next week. Good night. God bless. And go Vols. Go Vols. Austin.